Funk Radio is brought to you by Overmental.com, the media culture hive mind. Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> Take your order. <laughs> Seriously, it's, as I was saying that, I was re- I realized how like monotone I was saying it. It made me think of that. Uh, I've never made that connection before. I I I don't usually say it this mono- monotonally. Hmm. Is that a word? But uh, it is now. Yes. Man, Good Burger was a good movie. I missed that movie. It was a good burger. Yeah, one of the best movies Nickelodeon ever made. (laughs) How many movies did they make? I know they made, like, a couple of Rugrats movies, and they made that, and they made a Wild Thornberries movie. Yeah. But I can't think of it. Those are the only ones I can think of. Yeah, same here. Good times. I'm I'm your host, Peter, by the way. I never said that. Speaking of good times this is not a good time we are (laughs) shut up (laughs) we are filled with great sorrow today here on funk radio because (laughs) what was i saying we are filled with great sadness here today on funk radio (laughs) oh my god god woman yeah uh there is a small there is a small asian person in my room better known as my girlfriend tiff she's being very mean right now you know what else makes us cry is the death of the great musician B.B. King. Yes, we are saddened by the passing of Mr. B.B. King. Uh, this last Friday, he was 89. I was very That's sad pretty old. when I found out. It was, I found out like really late at night, like probably not even a couple hours after he actually passed. It was like all over the news, uh. obviously. But I was very sad. I listened to B.B. King pretty much all weekend because of it. So... In diving back through some of his songs, I was like, hey, we should pay honor to him on Funk Radio, since he's kind of in the genre we talk about, and it's played with many, many, many R&B and soul musicians in his mm-hmm. very long 50-year career. So, Well, I we feel could, like any, any, any show about music would almost have to yeah, pay homage to him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I cherry-picked a couple of songs that I thought would be fun to talk about cool. in honor of him. The first song I picked is easily his most famous. Um, it's called The Thrill Is Gone. And it was written... and The Thrill really is gone now. Yes. The fun fact is that despite this being his most famous song, he himself was not the first artist to perform it. Hmm. Uh, it was actually originally performed in 1951 by Roy Hawkins. However, in the 50s, King was a Memphis radio DJ who played... Uh, the original on the on air, and which is kind of funny. I don't know if that's where he got the idea to be like, "Hey, I should cover this." But um, interesting. I never know. Wait, so BB King was a radio DJ, mm-hmm. and they were oh. in the really early fifties, like fifty one, basically. Hmm. Um, because his first hit was in fifty two, I think. Um, oh, okay. but the song is actually about uh, moving on from a relationship that has gone bad, which is about eighty percent of blue songs. Um, King actually recorded his version of the song several times once he decided to do a cover but he didn't like any of the results of it Uh, his producer at the time Bill Sismic 
Wow, that's so There's really... literally no vowels in his name. <laughs> Unless you count wise. Wise are not but, vowels. Whoever told you that is full of shit. Yeah, I don't believe that. So yeah, that's uh, S C no S Z Y M C Z Y K. That's pretty epic. Sismic. I'm gonna get Simsick. Simsick. Yeah. Simsick. Who um, is actually most famous for, for producing the Eagles? He called mm. King at 4 a.m. and suggested the addition of strings. I don't know if that means violin or guitar because I know King always played the guitar since his career probably since his birth he was born with a guitar uh he was a guitar he just played transformed into a man it's like it's like anamorphs (laughs) uh it's funny because king later said he pretty much at you know 4 in the morning he'd agreed to just to do just about anything um but the addition of strings actually kind of polished up the recording and gave king his first five million selling record wow which is pretty epic I guess that's not too surprising, though, considering that's basically his most famous song. Yeah. And how much music he's done. The guy has, like, I want to say 15 Grammys. He's got, like, probably almost a dozen uh, gold records. God knows how many platinum. Hmm. It's insane. It's pretty impressive. Should we play a little clip of The Thrill is Gone? Hopefully The Thrill will not be gone for you. As you listen to this next song. We'll keep keep The Thrill of BB alive. Thrill is Gone by B.B. King, one of his most famous songs. Yay. I know there's a version he did with Eric Clapton as well. At least one version, maybe multiple, I don't remember. He was basically kind of unofficially Eric Clapton's, like, guitar mentor, so those two played together, like, all the time. Yeah. That's, yeah. So them two together is pretty good on this song, too. It was sad, because Clapton put, like, a Vine or one of those little short videos out, and he he was crying a little bit it was sad oh <laughs> i guess the thrill was gone for him yeah i guess you could say that he was having a stormy monday <laughs> but he died on a friday yes our next song that we want to mention as i said is uh stormy one day uh, again arguably one of his more famous songs uh the full title of the song is call it stormy Monday," but tuesday is just as bad Obviously, most people just know it as Stormy Monday. Mm. Um, this is one of the most popular blues standards ever, um, and it was originally written and recorded not by B.B. King, but by um, blues pioneer T-Bone Walker in 1947. Regarding B.B. King's version, he said in an interview that um, Stormy Monday was actually the song that inspired him to start playing electric guitar, which is um, you know one thing that he's arguably really best known for. And... Um, he says, quote, My greatest musical debt is to T-Bone. Stormy Monday was the first tune. They call it Stormy Monday, sang T-Bone. But Tuesday's just as bad. Yes, Lord. The first line, the first thrilling notes, the first sound of his guitar, and the attitude in his voice was riveting. I especially love Stormy Monday, and I still sing it today. So, yeah, I mean, that this is this is the one that he did. I mean, from that, time, from that beginning point, pretty much for his entire career, he did this song. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you find about blues artists is almost like rap artists, they cover each other a lot. Like, yeah, 
There's like I think about ten standard blues songs, and they all just play the same ones, just differently. <laughs> yeah, and you see a lot of like cross um, like inspiration between these people as well. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, that's a good point with hip hop too. I mean, I'm sure like T Bone Walker, you know, has his own accomplishments in life, but I I think being the person who inspired BB King to take up electric guitar, I mean, that's pretty pretty good to put put it good on your resume yep pretty sure t-bone walker died a lot sooner though or earlier he was old well you can look that up while we listen to a clip but first before we play a clip i actually want to say um can we go ahead and play um a version that bb king did um together with um bobby blue bland yes pretty sure i have the album that has that oh you got the vinyl of it right Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but Bobby Bland is all is easily one of the better known um, artists who covered this song, because obviously a lot of people have covered it, <laughs> you know, over time. But uh, I, I guess Bobby Bland and BB King together. I don't remember what year it was. Maybe seventies. Probably seventies. They did a concert together, and so there's an album. It's not the. It's not, it's not a hugely long album, but um, it's basically them doing you know these popular songs together ones that you know most of for the most part they had both performed separately 1976 thank you so yeah um just hearing you know hearing them do it together is pretty great and kind of sad it wasn't there to witness the magic of that concert but let's go ahead and listen to a clip of stormy monday and if it's monday when you're listening to this hopefully it's not stormy because something could happen to you If you know you don't want me Baby, why won't you let me be That was Stormy Monday by B.B. King and Bobby Blue Bland. Yay. Did you figure out when T-Bone Walker died, Kyle? Yes, uh, March 16th, 1975. He actually wasn't oh. that old. He was 65. Wow. He was only 15 years older than B.B. King. But that was a long time ago, dang. So he, at the time, must have been much older than... No, he was born in 1910, and he died in 1975, so he's 65. Oh, you mean he was older than B.B. King was at the time? Yes, he's older than B.B. King because he's a mentor, but he's not, like, that much older. He just died really young. Oh, weird. B.B. King died really old. Yeah, 89. That's crazy. Yeah. But, alas, we must move on. And I'm moving on with this next song called... Moving on. Yeah, you guessed it. (laughs) (laughs) Good job, listener. Yay. (laughs) God damn it. Um, We're so professional on (laughs) fucking... We're basically sociopathic children. We would be terrible at hosting a funeral thing. I just imagine us giving the, the eulogy. <laughs> Hello, deaf listeners. <laughs> and then, um... Welcome to another y- episode of Your Relative's Dead. Your girlfriend is sitting in the front row laughing every time you say something. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's move on to this song. Yes. Fun fact about the song. Uh, I guess a little anecdote about it. When the band Blood, Sweat, and Tears first album was actually entering the charts they 
just happened to find themselves in the Greenwich Village District, which I know we talked about before because it was very famous for folk music in the 60s. This was like oh, the yeah. 70s, though, I believe. Um, and they were at the Garrick Theater in the in the Greenwich Village District at the same time that Frank Zappa, uh, the mother of invention, oh, Frank Zappa and the mother of invention, uh, the flag and B.B. King all happened to be in that area. So Blood, Sweat, and Tears and B.B. King ended up just wandering up on stage and jamming together like late at night, like fairly late at night. Um, and people just started to gather around and listen to them. It wasn't even like a, a you know, a set concert. It was kind of just like, hey, let's play because whatever. Hmm. And <clears throat> what's funny is um, that this pseudo-private performance was considered by the people that were there one of B.B. King's like best ever performances. Hmm. And after basically 10 minutes of playing, he just, you know, he they called it quits. And the audience that had gathered went like absolutely crazy. And the sad thing was it was never recorded. So mm. this is only like anecdotal by people that were there. Funny thing is um, the blues artist Elvin Bishop, who we talked about when we talked about the Guardians of the Galaxy album because he has that song on there. Oh, yeah. Um, he was in the audience and later... I guess backed up the claim that literally he's like I never heard B.B. King play better than I heard him play that night that's crazy and it's funny because it wasn't for a concert or anything it was just him just messing around I was just trying to see what uh, oh I was curious which song Elvin Bishop did for that soundtrack it was uh, Fooled Around and Fell in Love thank you that's kind of his his ballady hit but he actually has a lot Mm. of blues stuff too um but yeah it makes sense to me that this might have been one of King's better performances because, I mean, he just went up there because he felt like it and he was just kind of fooling around. Yeah. Having fun. It yeah, wasn't when, like, okay, when, i got to formally go up here and make money. Yeah, when there's not like the, the expectation to, you know, I have to wow the audience and you're kind of just doing it for yourself, maybe yeah. sub- subconsciously you play better. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me anyway. Yeah, true. That's cool. Too bad it was never recorded. Sadly, yes. So yeah, it's the, in the seventies, people didn't have cell phones to record everything. So, <laughs> well, should we move on to a clip of this song? I think we should. Just this morning, I took a big long look around. I've lived it up and loved it up and done it in this town. Life goes on, look like it's time for moving on. Every day I'm shuffling. No. Come on, I gave, I gave you that tie-in, man. Come on. Oh, I just noticed the tie-in. Wow. Like, Why were you singing I that? literally held your hand into that and just nothing. Sorry. Well. Peter, you give me the blues every day. I know. <laughs> um. You're like, I know, I'm a disappointment. <laughs> I've learned to accept it. Oh, well, it's okay. You don't disappoint me. You're the best. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep doing this voice all night because it's really creepy. Okay. Well, while you do that, I'm gonna talk about this next song. Every day I have the blues. Can you guess who did this song? J.K. It was B.B. King. <laughs> um, so this song um, is a blues standard. Attribute originally attributed um, to Pine Top Sparks and his brother Milton. 
Uh, they first performed this in the taverns in St. Louis and recorded it on July 28th, 1935. So quite a long time ago mm-hmm. and a bit earlier than some of these other things we've been talking about. Because you said that B.B. King didn't even really start becoming popular until the early 50s, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this was a bit earlier than that. Um, so obviously another case where he didn't write the song, but he made it popular, more or less. Mm-hmm. So obviously this is another one, since it's a blues standard, obviously a ton of people have done this song. But notably, four different versions of this song have reached the top ten on the Billboard R&B chart. And two of, two of these versions... Um, one by Count Basie Orchestra and Joe Williams, and one by B.B. King. Um, two versions of this song have received Grammy Hall of Fame awards. B.B. King's version, which he recorded in 1955, was introduced into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2004. So, within the last 10, 11 years. Yeah, very nice. It's pretty cool. So, B.B. King himself um, attributed this song's appeal to the arranger Maxwell Davis, uh, he says, quote, Davis wrote a chart of every day I have the blues with a crisp and relaxed sound I'd never heard before. I liked it so well, I made it my theme. Maxwell Davis didn't write majestically, he wrote naturally, which was my bag. He created an atmosphere that let me relax. So that's pretty cool. Actually, maybe that ties into what we were just talking about with that concert. Kind of. Because he likes to just kind of be chill and have fun and relax while he's making music rather than... He likes to be BB. He likes to be BB. <laughs> Just let B B B. Let B B B B B. That actually made sense in my head. <laughs> um, uh, this is a pretty good song too. I, I guess they all are. Yeah. I guess we wouldn't play a song and be like, "Well, this kind of song kind of sucked." This but, song's kind of shit, but whatever. Let's fill your ear holes with shit. Never do that, listeners. Instead, why don't you listen to "Every Day I Have the Blues"? Every. Every day I have the blues When you see me worry, baby Because it's you I hate to lose Yes, nobody Well, that definitely gave me the blues. You know what okay. gives me the blues? What? B.B. King's dead. <laughs> you can't really laugh with that shit. That's messed up. Now it's like, yay, death. No, but see, we're... We're we're creating an atmosphere that lets us relax, just like BB King said. That's true. We don't we don't we don't make the show majestically; we make it naturally. And I'm never more relaxed than when I'm riding with the King, which basically is a euphemism for me playing him on my radio. Anyways, um, the next song we have is called "Riding with the King." If you couldn't guess it, another song that was not written by BB King. I'm pretty sure he never wrote a damn song himself. No, I'm kidding. I'm sure he wrote so many. It is interesting, though, that most I of just the didn't pick any. songs... Yeah, I mean, like, we're pretty much picking some of his top songs. Yeah. And even stuff like uh, Thrill is Gone, I didn't... I never really stopped to think that maybe he didn't, you know, write stuff like that. But, I mean, it makes sense that a lot of these are standards rather than his own stuff. Exactly. Wow, B.B. Uh, King was only married twice, and... Hmm. His second marriage, he left her in 1966, so he basically remained single for a long-ass time since 1966. Since the failure of both marriages was attributed to the heavy demands made on the marriage by King's 250 performances per year. Holy crap. 
Yeah, he was like notorious as probably being like the hardest touring guy like to ever live. I saw a thing. I didn't know that. In 1956, in that year, he appeared in 342 shows. So that's literally almost, almost a show a day, if not more. Wow. And he, did he do that every year? Yeah. I mean, not 300-something. No, no, no. But up until his death, he toured constantly. It was it was oh. insane. Well, good for him, I guess. Yeah. That's what's crazy. Yeah, he never pulled, like, the, you know, the aging rock star route and, you know, started playing in Vegas all the time and stuff. Which is funny because he did live in Vegas. I guess that's not too surprising. So does he have, does he have um, more live albums than studio ones? Um, yeah, actually he does. Oh. Most of his albums are live. Actually, he has like about ten studio albums, but about like twenty live albums. Wow. Just from what I'm looking at the list here, one, two, three, four, five. Oh no, he has a decent amount of studio albums, but he's got like ten, ten live albums. Ooh, there's a live in Japan. That'd be fun to have. Anyways, um... <laughs> Listening to B.B. King try to sing in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> On the fly. Oh my god, that'd be awful. Um, so the song, Riding with the King, as we were saying, was not written by him, ironically, even though it has the word king in it, but was originally written by singer-songwriter mm. John Hyatt. Uh, and it was re- released on his sixth studio album of the same name in 1983. This cover version, which was done by Eric Clapton and B.B. King, was mm. also in an album called Riding with the Kings. I don't know how they didn't, you know, fight over that. But the King slash Clapton album was inspired uh, by sessions during the recording of King's 1997 album, Deuces Wild. And Deuces Wild itself was actually a collaboration album between B.B. Um, King and Van Morrison, Tracy Chapman, Diane Warwick, Joe Cocker, and Willie Nelson. Holy crap. That's a pretty good lineup of people. Right? Wait, so when when did King and Clapton do their version of this then? Good question. Because uh, it was inspired... So the original song was 83, but then their version was inspired by well, well, if 97? It, if it was inspired by the 97 album, I've... 97 album that King was recording, I would assume it was around that time. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I don't have the date on hand, unfortunately. Fact-checking has failed me. Here, let me see if I can... If fact-checking hasn't failed us by now, I think we're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Funk the facts. Oh, looks like 2001. Oh, okay. Because he actually, in, in that year, he won Best Traditional Blues Album. All, almost all of his, um, what do you call it? All of his Grammys were for Best Traditional Blues Album. Except in 1971, he won Best Male R&B Vocal Performance for The Thrill is Gone. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, the song actually has a really cool video with it, too. Maybe we'll post it on the Funky Radio's uh, Facebook page. Hmm. It's just him and Clapton riding in a Cadillac, being all cool and being chill, like the Fonz. <laughs> How are we going to be, Peter? We're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. Like the Fonz. I totally well, watched Pulp Fiction the other day. <laughs> and then I movie. realized that's that's where that came from. Hmm. So yeah, let's listen to a little clip of Riding with the King while you guys chill and be cool. Like the Fonz. Or like the King. Or like the King.
<laughs> and now I just imagine BB King going like, "Hey." <laughs> I'm sure he did it at some point. We hope you enjoyed riding with the king to riding with the king by bb king <laughs> they must have done that song partly because of the name yeah this just seems funny so i really want to see if like there's any original songs that he wrote because this is like blowing my mind every famous song i ever know of his was originally done by someone else everything he did was a lie <laughs> <laughs> oh he apparently did um diabetes commercials for one touch ultra which for those of you that don't know is also the the thing made famous by um what's his face mustache man wilfred brimley thank you wilfred brimley wait diabetes is made famous by him no or the the (laughs) the little one touch thing it's that little electronic thing you use to test your blood you may recognize diabetes from Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hell times ten. Uh, what's the last song we have coming up, Peter? Well, it's uh, a song called Three O'Clock Blues. So, Is if you're listening o'clock? to this at three o'clock, you might have the blues. Is it three o'clock in Oregon time, Peter? <laughs> time runs so slow here yeah. compared to California. So, yeah, 3 O'Clock Blues, the reason I picked this song was it's actually B.B. King's well, partly first. because it was done by B.B. King. Yeah, that's kind of part of the reason. But it was also his first major hit in 1952. Oh. Um, so like the every, last shall be first. Yes, exactly. Like no, wait. Other, the opposite. Remember, Sorry. The first shall be last. Isn't that a Bible verse or something? I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like every other song that I ended up picking, this is not recorded originally by him, but by Lowell Fulson in 1946. Uh, when the, his original version was released in 1948, it became Fulson's first hit. And hmm. when King recorded it in 1952, it became his first hit. And actually became one of the top-selling R&B records of 1952. Hmm. What's funny is the original recording of the song took place in an improvised studio in a room at the Memphis YMCA... <laughs> And so the resulting audio quality was kind of crap, uh, as was, as as King was quoted saying, it was a step down from the standards uh, set by Sam Phillips. I have no idea who Sam Phillips is. Um, it says that he also re- that he recorded King's previous singles, so that's who Sam Phillips is. <laughs> I'm sense. good at I'm good at fact checking. Just roll with it. Yeah. Just ride with the King, Kyle. <laughs> Just ride with it. Yes. Uh, nonetheless, the song, quote, clicked where the others hadn't, perhaps due to the newfound drama and urgency in B.B. King's singing and the interplay between his voice and guitar heard for the first time on record. Uh, the mingling of these two elements brought to the forefront by the distant, subdued sound of the accompanying musicians. So basically, what they said is it sounded cool because it was music. They, it sounded cool because it was cool. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Let me see if I have any other facts. Why is it called the 3 o'clock blues? That's a fact I want to know. Because he talks about it being up at 3 a.m. It's not 3 uh, p.m. actually, yeah, it's 3 a.m. 
Oh, that makes a little bit more sense. That's like the third time we've mentioned him being up in the middle of the night. He apparently doesn't sleep a lot. Now it is three o'clock in the morning. Can't even close my Whether or not it's 3 o'clock at the moment that you're listening to this, we hope you don't have the blues when you listen to 3 o'clock blues. (laughs) Now I'm sad again. I mean, there there is... I mean, he he only died six days ago, I think, as of this recording. So, I mean, we're still in the mourning period. True. Do you think at funerals they play, like for blues musicians, they play their music to make people sad? Or do they play like gospel music to make them happy? I'm sure they play some of their own stuff, especially sadder stuff, to make people cry. Yeah. Because that seems to be the thing at funerals. Yeah. that'd be. Would it be weird to like have your own music played at your funeral? I don't know. Not if you're B.B. King. Yeah, true. I wonder if they buried him with his, with his guitar. That would be really cool. Because his guitar no, was famous. Be. His guitar was named Lucille. Oh, fun fact about that really quick. Even though he had, like, throughout his career, he had multiple guitars named Lucille. And I think he did actually have his own song that he wrote called Lucille about his guitar. Mm. Uh, the way that he got this name was, like, in the early 50s, he had his first guitar that he called Lucille. And the reason he ended up calling it that was he was at, like, like a like a bar-slash-kind-of-whorehouse kind of brothel thing. And mm. this woman and this man got in a fight. And the woman knocked over, like, this, this, like, I don't know, oven thing, and the whole place caught on fire. And Baby King barely made it out with his life because oh, shit's on fire. That'd be and a terrible place to die. He, like, was, grabbed his guitar and barely made it out of there. Well, rumor has it that the woman that knocked over the kettle thing that burst into flames was named Lucille. <laughs> Interesting. So he named his guitar after a random woman that almost killed him. That's a fun fact. I think we should end the show on a fun fact rather than being depressed. Okay, sounds good. Bye, uh, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, before we go, uh, we hope you check out uh, the full versions of these songs by BB King as well as his other, uh, his entire extensive library. Because obviously, he's one of the greatest musicians of all time, and you should. Um, pay some respects to him uh, we attempted to in this episode but I think we kind of botched that as we always do unfortunately if you think we're terrible people <laughs> you should tell us on Facebook at facebook.com slash get your funk yes hit us up on Facebook hit us up on over mental go there well, don't, don't hit us up there but you can listen to our show yeah listen to our show there click on all the ads you know the drill you know to give them money yeah um also on Facebook, if you want to give us ideas for new episodes, um, we're always totally open to hearing what you want to listen to, because we don't always have the best uh, ideas for episodes. So Usually our ideas are pretty terrible. Uh, most of mine. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> this <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. There is no response to that. This has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your other host, Peter. Um, 
yeah, everyone go listen to more BB King after this. Spend the night listening to him and let him lull you to sleep with his BB beautifulness. <laughs> Do you think BB King has a line of BB creams? I it's like a it's like a thing girls put on their face to like make their pores look smaller, I don't know. Okay. Oh, this is because girls there was a girl in my room and she has a whole bunch of it. Anyways, I think Baby King should have come out with his own line of BB cream that makes your face more blue. Okay. And then that Do you think one of the B's of BB stands for burger? It stands for blues boy and Burger King. <laughs> Damn it, I just got that. <laughs> That's really sad because he had diabetes. Uh, we are like, we need to stop. We, need we to just stop. need to stop recording. Yeah. We, how, how people have not sued us yet, I don't know. I think it's just because we don't have a wide listenership. <laughs> because no one listens anyway, so it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, seriously, we can never get popular because the minute we do, we're going to be, like, sued. Uh, okay. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's, that's the end. We're going to leave you now. Bye. For more original podcasts, videos, and pop culture news, visit Overmental.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>